What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we've concluded another great weekend of baseball. Off to another good week. Let's see what happened yesterday. So I'll start in Pittsburgh. Yoshi Tsusugo. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's ingratiating himself to that Pirates fan base. I don't think most people around baseball know who he is. I say that simply because... I honestly didn't really know who this guy was until this weekend. Heard the name a few times, but I mean, yesterday was his big day. Probably one of the biggest hits of his career. He had a walk-off home run to give the Pirates a 4-3 victory over the Cardinals. Susugo is an outfielder. He was playing right field for the Buccos yesterday. Walk-off, walk-off blast there in the bottom of the ninth, and he sends... The Pirates faithful home happy. It's a three-run blast off of Alex Reyes. You know, Reyes has been you know, one of the better closers in baseball this year. And Susugo just got a pitch he could handle, and he deposited it out, out of the yard and gave the Pirates a win. I mean, the Pirates will take what they can at this point. They sit at 48-83. and 83. They're, <laughs> They had the number one pick in the draft this year. I mean, they're. I don't want to say they're trying to do it again, but they're in a rebuilding phase. Let me not poke too much fun at them. Their GM, Ben Charrington, knows how to win. He he has won before. He won a World Series with the Red Sox. So he also knows how to build a farm system. Ben Charrington is, is the one who, I mean, Andrew Benintendi and Rafael Devers and you know those guys, Juan Moncada, I believe, all came under him. Michael Kopech. But I digress. Just wanted to give a shout-out to Yoshi Tsusugo. That's, that's a A-plus name. So between... You know, if you look at both rosters <laughs> for the Pirates and for the Cardinals, between both teams, you have Yoshi Tsusugo with the best name on the Pirates. Then you have Lars Newtbar with the best name on the Cardinals. I, w- I would say Lars Newtbar is, is the best name in the league. Honestly, that's that's one heck of a name. But, you know, the rookie is, uh, he's actually doing some special stuff. He's got some power. I remember seeing Lars Newtbar in college, actually, a few years ago at uh, USC. But playing outfield, and he's got some pop in that bat. Moving on. So, yes, this is not a replay. This is a fresh episode, but Salvador Perez homered again. I mean, it, it would be news if this dude didn't hit a home run because we've been saying it every day for five straight days. So he had a bomb yesterday in Seattle. It was his fifth consecutive game with a home run. It was a one-out solo shot in the sixth inning of a Royals 4-3 loss to the Mariners. But, man, he's the hottest hitter in baseball. So, hottest hitter in baseball is either Salvador Perez or C.J. Crone. And the only reason I know C.J. Crone is one of the hottest hitters in baseball because I was watching the Dodger game the other day, and, and he was you know, he was up to bat, and they were showing his numbers in the month of August. And I was like, oh, this dude is not getting any love. So, I'm going to give him some love, too. But I'll get to him in a moment. Salvador Perez hit his 37th home run of the year. Is that his 37th or his 38th? I mean, yeah. Like, oh, no, he's, he has 38 now. Sorry, yesterday was his 37th, and then now we have to talk about his 38th. So he has, there are 32 games left in the season. He's surely going to get to 40, right? But Salvi now has the most home runs among any American League catcher. He passed Carlton Fisk who had the record at 37 now. And, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Salvador Perez is is making history. 
he's going to get to 48. We don't see this kind of power from catchers. Like I, I mentioned, we saw Gary Sanchez do this a couple years ago. I think he had like 34 or something. But to get the 40 bombs from the catcher spot, I mean, just for that alone, you can call yourself the best catcher in baseball just for the bat. But we know he's a good defensive player too, obviously. He has a strong arm. And he's, a, he's a good um, presence behind the dish. But Perez has been one bright spot on this team. You know, he and Whit Merrifield, I keep talking about them, but as, as long as they continue to produce, I will keep talking about them. But Salvi now has 12 home runs in 26 games this month. That ties the Royals club record for most home runs in any calendar month. And, um, yeah, we'll see what he can do in the last couple of days of August. So talking about C.J. Crone, he stayed hot yesterday. Two for four with a home run. He now has 24 home runs on the year. C.J. Crone has had a red-hot month. Red-hot month. And not enough people are talking about it. He helped the helped the Rockies get a 5-0 win at Dodger Stadium yesterday. But C.J. Crone, I think the numbers are like since like August 6th, or like the first week of August or something like that. You know, he's He's been absolutely scorching. I mean... So the home run he hit yesterday was a 2-1 fastball off of Dodgers starter Mitch White. Takes it out of the yard. But now that home run gave him 33 RBIs in August. And that's the most any player has recorded in a single month this season. He's just covering the plate well, and he's got confidence there. But 33 RBIs on the month. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy stuff. Um, when you play for the Rockies, I mean, the Rockies get press when they're winning, but they're just not really winning, so... People aren't re- realizing it. But, you know, Crony's been a power bat his whole career. That's what he's brought in for. But this year, he has phenomenal numbers. A 914 OPS, 24 home runs, in just 360 at-bats. Think about that. In just 360 at-bats, he has 76 RBI. So, I don't know what kind of uh, deal he's on. I don't know what kind of contract he's on. But something tells me he might be on a short-term deal. Because he's not really the kind of guy who would get a multi-year deal. So, if he can hit that free agent market... With this kind of performance, then he's going to do really well. Yeah, so he's on a one-year, $1 million deal with the Rockies. Talk about a steal. Talk about a steal. He's going to hit that free agent market this winter. Somebody looking for a power bat, and and they'll take this guy, and they will reward him because he deserves it. Put him numbers like that. Let's move out to Oakland. The Sunday night game was between the Yankees and the Athletics. Ace took this one. A's ended up winning this game 3-1. And an unlikely hero was the source here. It was Tony Kemp with a go-ahead two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth. And that ended up being the deciding blow for the Oakland Athletics. I mean, Tony Kemp is not exactly the first player on the A's roster you would expect to change a game with one swing of the bat. Because he answered yesterday with just 19 home runs across 16 across six major league seasons. But if you actually look at it, Tony Kemp has a lot of career success against the Yankees, so maybe that that counts for something. Oakland ended up splitting this four-game series against a really hot Yankees squad. Yankees had their 13-game win streak end on Saturday, and then A's win you know both Saturday and Sunday. And now Oakland inched closer for the AL wild card. They're now two and a half games back of Boston for the second spot. They did gain some ground in the division race, but they are five and a half. Games back of Houston for first place in AL West. I, I think the wild card is going to be where, um, you know, where their their best chances lie. Obviously, at this point in the season. 
Speaking of Oakland, you know, I, I do want to take a little detour. So Chris Davis, remember him? KD, not CD, KD, the, the former slugger for the Oakland Athletics. Well, he's back with Oakland, but he's down in AAA. And he's crushing down there. He's homered in six straight games in AAA. So he could get a September call-up. You know, it seems like he's had a bit of a resurgence of his power stroke since joining AAA Las Vegas on August 12th. He's hit 377 with nine homers, three doubles, two triples, and 23 ribbies in just 13 games. So we could see him call up in a couple days. The roster expanding from 26 to 28 on September 1st. And now KD, he's forced himself onto Oakland's radar for a possible call-up. Because obviously, this is somebody who's a familiar face. And, yeah, I mean, who else would they would they call up, really? Maybe they need pitching, but, yeah. he find, like A return to the A's would be quite a comeback story because, you know, they traded him to Texas in February this year uh, for Elvis Andrews and Katie struggled with the Rangers to the point they released him after playing only 22 games because he hit a buck a buck 57 with two home runs and now uh you know he's back with Oakland they acquired re- they reacquired him but they stuck him down in AAA and he seems to be really matching down there so we'll see where that goes see how far that carries him let's head up to New York and we're talking the Mets now so a little bit of uh, controversy at City Field yesterday because apparently the Mets got tired of the fans booing them, okay? Let's let's give some context here. So for five months, the Mets have scuffled and underachieved. I mean, most recently, they dropped to 12 and a half games in the standings during the first 27 days of August. I mean, through it all, you've seen City, City Field fans, you know, Mets fans at City Field increasingly get tired of it. You know, they're expressing their displeasure, they're booing, Basically, every big player on the roster, Javier Baez, Lindor, really. So when the Mets enjoyed a rare victory last night, 9-4 victory over the Nats, and this is the first time winning consecutive games in more than two weeks, the players decided to clap back. They started giving thumbs down. So after giving the Mets the lead for good with a no-doubt two-run homer in the fourth, Javier Baez flashed a thumbs-down sign as he crossed home plate. Francisco Lindor did the same after he... Drove home a pair with an eight-inning double. And then Kevin Pillar also did the same with a sixth-inning single. So afterwards, Javi Baez explained that the thumbs-down signal was the Mets' way of booing their own fans. He said, when we don't get success, we're going to get booed. So they're going to get booed when we get success. So this definitely continues the saga of the 2021 Mets. I mean, they, they, they're obviously not happy that their fan base has been booing them for months. And yeah, so th- this is a bit of a of an issue now because also following Javi's comments, the front office, the Mets front office, didn't like it. They released a statement and they said they, they said, "Hey, uh, we don't condone our players." Um, basically, they said, they said we don't condone our players directing any ill will towards our fans. So basically, calling out you know Baez, Lindor, Pilar, saying, "Knock it out, you know, you know knock it off." Um, stop doing that and making us look bad. That if the fans are booing, we need to play better. That's basically what they're saying. I believe it was Sandy Alderson, the general manager, who released a statement last night. And I think I think that's a fair point. These are professional athletes. These guys are getting paid millions of dollars. Fans pay really good money. I mean, especially in New York, right? It's not cheap to go watch a team play. So, I mean, you can boo. I, I Honestly, I think you can if months after m- for months... They're behind you, and they see that 
you know, they're not getting their money's worth, they're going to boo. I mean, it's okay, like, for the players to hear that. They need to play better. I mean, it is what it is. Like, it's a business at the end of the day. People go there for a certain experience, and they feel like they're not getting their money's worth. So, they're like, hey, we're disappointed. We're going to boo. I think that's what it is. I mean, it's one thing if you're booing a team, like, right out of the gate, like in April or May. But it's late August now. I mean, I guess fans have been booing, like, all summer. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think that the um, – the Mets players should be too hurt by it because, I mean, it's, it's not like they haven't heard things like this before on the road, but I guess it's just at home you don't want to hear that. But they need to play better. They're underperforming. That's that's the bottom line, and it is what it is. Austin Riley, the Braves, the, the young Braves slugger. Some people are, are saying that he low-key has a chance for the MVP. And I, I was like, whoa, I, I didn't see that coming. Then I look at his numbers, like, yeah, I mean, this dude has – I mean, it's not MVP, but he's he's put up some really strong numbers. And I'm happy to see what he's doing because Austin Riley came up in 2019, and he was 22 years old, right? Um, and he, he got off a really hot start, and then the league kind of figured him out. He was having trouble hitting the slider. And he's made he's made a lot of adjustments over the past few years. He's looking like the top prospect. You know, he was highly touted as a top prospect. Now he's looking like the All Star caliber player that some people thought he could be. I mean, right now this on this year he has 28 homers, 80 RBIs, a 304 average, and 915 OPS. And he has a month to go in the season. Pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. But the Braves know a thing or two about MVPs, right? Freddie Freeman won it last year. The preseason favorite this year was Ronald Acuna Jr., but he got hurt. But, uh, yeah, Austin Riley, he padded his resume yesterday with a two-run home run. That also backed Ian Anderson and Ian Anderson's successful return to the rotation. They got a 9 nothing win over the Giants on Sunday afternoon at Truist Park, and Braves are moving in the right direction. They don't have, you know, they, they don't have Ronald Acuna Jr. Obviously, they don't have Mike Soroka, but they still have Freddie Freeman. Austin Riley stepping up, I feel like that has kind of – help people, I mean, you can't replace Ronald Cooney Jr., but that's kind of closed the gap a little bit from where people thought they would be to where they are now, having guys like Riley step up. You have Ian Anderson back from injury. So this is a team This is a team that's gearing up for the playoffs, and maybe they could make some noise, but we'll have to wait and see. So that's going to do it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.